เลยไปเลยคาเฟ่แคเฟ่ผู้ there we go there we go I like to see my sound levels are on and everything have everything all situated for uh, the review trying to be more professional than not these days not look so much like a bum so I put on an extra fresh black tea you already know So I've been promising everybody, everybody, I don't know, you know, into the void, the Luck It Out podcast viewers, everybody out there, a little magic mic action. Little, all right, all right, all right, all right, I will. So I've been trying to think about how to tackle this. I know that the... Movie The Last Dance, the third Magic Mike installment with bringing back the original director Soderbergh came out a couple weeks ago, maybe a little bit over a month ago. So I'm a little bit late on the train with the Magic Mike review. So I have rewatched all three of the movies. So I wanted to get my thoughts in quick review of the condensed three. Maybe we will just do like a Magic Mike trilogy review for everyone. Just to kind of fill in the gaps for what everyone was uh, missing out on. I was some of the individuals. I was a part of the population that had no idea what a magic mic was besides a hip thrusting uh, Channing Tatum on front of a movie poster that I was like, yeah, that's probably not for me. It is for some people. It isn't for me. But that was the way it was marketed. And since then... You know, I've become a little bit more refined with my taste, and I'm a little bit, uh, I guess, more open-minded to seeing this uh, type of thing. My, my, uh, I guess, male fragility or something like that is not quite as fragile. You know, like you know, I'm not quite as like sensitive about watching, uh, you know, some uh, hunky dudes on a screen, you know, dancing and whatnot for money. It's like you do your thing, whatever, whatever. Uh, 
gender, male, female, non-binary folks dressing up like uh, people dressing up like animals, wearing cat ears and wearing tails and shit like that. I don't care what you're doing as long as you're not hurting somebody. So I'm just, uh, I'm of the uh, opinion, like, do your thing, get that check, get that bag. So um, let me give a couple of uh, notes off the top for this review. This is going to have a non-spoiler section and a spoiler section as usual, but we're going to condense all three of the movies in both of the sections. So we're going to say as a bulk, these three movies are this, and then uh, in spoiler section, these three movies are this, and kind of give our condensed review on the two. And just Magic Mike as a franchise as a whole. Um, That'll be the uh, review. If you want the entire review, it is going to be on patreon.com slash podcast, and we'll have additional content on there. As always, you get the reviews early for the Patreon members. You have the $1, $2, $3 levels, all of them, you'll be able to get the reviews early. In the $3 level, you'll be able to get all of the reviews, the full Lucky Dog Podcast library. So let me get a little bit of coffee, and we'll begin our Magic Mike Road or, you know, the road to the magic. I I didn't really condense it. Whatever. So I watched the three Magic Mike move. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Dying. Oh. We'll just cut that out. <clears throat> All right, so I watched the three Magic Mike movies, so you didn't have to. The first movie came out in 2012. It was loosely based on the Channing Tatum's lifestyle as a male stripper in Tampa, Florida. He was young, like 18 or something like that. And so they brought him back to feature in the Magic Mike movie alongside a wild cast of individuals. Let's talk the cast Cody Horn, Olivia Munn, Matt Boomer, Joe Manganiello, and of course, Matthew McConaughey, alongside Alex Pettifer. This was all directed by Steven Soderbergh with the cinematography from Soderbergh, and I believe um, uh, Steven also edited it as well. So, the original movie was made on a $7 million budget. It grossed $167 million. It was a certified bona fide hit. Actually, I read that it was more popular in red states than blue states. I thought that was kind of interesting. The Nashville being in St. Louis being popular with the film. But continuing on, what was the deal with the first movie? Well, what's the whole deal with the franchise as a whole? This is one of the most interesting franchises I've actually gone back and watched, having a preconceived notion of thinking, oh, it's just some sort of hip thrusting, uns, uns, uns kind of like movie. There's probably going to some some step up dancing because I've seen step up. I've seen stomp the yard. I saw all those uh, what felt like 
musical dance styled movies. So I was expecting something of that nature. The first movie, without going through the entire review, is is kind of a buzzkill. I'm not going to lie. The first movie is way more mundane. It is showing the uh, the fun side, the quote unquote, the fun rough sides of being a male stripper, but not even being like a famous male stripper. But these are, these are kind of like low dingy, low budget kind of not being paid much male strippers. You know, the we're seeing like kind of the scummy sides of being a male stripper, even though looking at the poster you're seeing like you know uh channing tatum hitting hitting these hip thrusts and stuff like that and the way that it's marketed looks like you know mcconaughey has just got his ass out the whole time and not to say that he doesn't in the scenes that he does the dancing is phenomenal like the dancing is is impressive but it's also feels of its own time the way having the kind of chippendales stripper styled um stripper styled uh dancing you know like having four men in a row or something like that and doing like the hip thrust at one time sexuality has just changed since then it's just kind of weird to see that and actually sexuality shown within the course of the magic mike movies has changed as well i think these are fascinating movies to go back and watch but the first one is way more of a buzz it's not a buzzkill downer it's just way more of what feels a documentary styled movie. Apparently, there was a lot of uh, talk behind the scenes of Channing Tatum saying to Soderbergh that if you really saw how bad it was being a male stripper, you would never want to watch the movie. So this is even a kind of cleaned up version. There was a little bit of uh, behind the scenes, I believe, that kind of made this first movie a little bit more difficult to make than not. I think Alex Pettifer was, uh, there was talk, I be, I don't have the any of the uh, information up, but I, this is from, I believe, the Unspooled podcast where they had discussed, he had come in thinking, you know, he, you know, his shit don't stink or anything like that. He's kind of feeling like a big shot. He was kind of trying to be like the new guy on the scene. And I don't know if he was working well with the other uh, actors. And on top of that, uh, there was some sort of allegations going on against them. So there's just a lot of onset, I think, drama regarding that character. And so this first movie has a crazy cast. Like I, I told you, everybody in the cast, it's a phenomenal cast and everyone can carry their quote unquote load, their acting load, and they're doing a phenomenal job. But continuing on, they don't get nearly, nearly the good, the good juicy content they get in the second movie. Now, this was where I was like, why did nobody tell me? I feel like my head was just in the clouds or something like that. It, in the pollen, speaking of which, there's a fucking pollen monster, monsoon, just wrecking the East Coast right now. And so that's why you can't hear me. Go, meow, meow, meow. So apologies with that. But uh, yeah, the um, second movie, the second movie of Magic Mike, nobody told me this. First of all, it was diminishing returns, which is the weirdest thing. But if you go deep, the real ones know, despite having the full gang looking just absolutely ridiculous on here, Channing Tatum, Matt Boomer, uh, 
what is it? Uh, Joe Manganiello, Kevin Nash, uh, Adam Rodriguez, Gabriel Iglesias. The second movie that came out in 2015, oh my goodness. And it titled Magic Mike XXL, and it has a bunch of dudes just ripped dude shirtless, you know, hitting the hip thrust. I was like, from a marketing standpoint, once again, this does not look like my cup of tea. But let me tell you, this is why you listen to the Lucky Doll Podcast, because I'm telling you about the gyms, the low-key bangers that are maybe marketed not towards, you know, uh, I don't know, individuals that just like having a good fucking time. Magic Mike XXL is kind of everything I wish the first one kind of would have been, but it's even better. It's a road trip movie with the boys. It's bringing the, it, you know, at the end of the first one, um, you you know, it's, you, we'll go into spoilers in a little bit, but it's it's a, will he stay with the boys or will he not stay with the boys and, and you know, things in between. Uh, and then XXL has been a long time, you know, there's been some time passed. And so, you know, this is a road trip movie with the boys and it has uh, Reed Carlin, the same, I think that's the same writer, which it honestly doesn't even feel like the same writer. The difference in between the two movies is the first one feels like a strange, weird documentary styled movie from Soderbergh that just kind of lets the camera sit there for a minute and just lets these guys perform. And the performances are good in the first movie, but the second one just indulges in the right ways of hanging out with the boys. If the second one is road trip with the boys in the same way that it feels like sort of sort of like the hangover in a little bit like destination, got to go to the destination. The destination they got to go in the 2015 Magic Mike movie which they had doubled the budget for but only made 122 million dollars back. They made $50 million less than the first movie um, that this movie, they're ending up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, not too far from uh, where I am, just a few hours. So I felt like instantly, oh, like, oh this is going to be hilarious. This is going to be this is going to be good. And honestly, the cinematography is by Soderbergh. So he was on set during this entire thing. But the cinematography in this one is is beautiful i love the colors in the second one just the sets and the design but the cast the cast just looks like they have a fucking phenomenal time jada pink and smiggins is in the, is in this as well you got uh donald glover elizabeth banks there are so many uh like banger like cast members that are not even just shown on the like, there are no small parts is what i'm saying like anyone that's on screen is having a great time and uh, you know, the, the boys get into all these shenanigans. Uh, Joe Manganiello, everyone has talked about Joe Manganiello's dance in the uh, gas station that he, he's just going to have to pop, lock, and drop, and then just, you know, like getting all that shit. And it's like uh, his goal is just to make her smile, the, the cash register lady smile. And I was just like, this movie is just genuinely good. It just feels good hearted in a way and the thing is about Channing Tatum you know the he is such a naturalistic actor I think he brings so much of his own personality into his roles that it's like how do you not like this guy everything he's in he just feels like a likable guy so the when you see him being like 
like thrusting his hips on a poster. It's just like one half second frame of him. And I feel like that is a little bit diminishing towards who he is as an actor in a way, because he's not just, you know, holy, holy hell, what are these ripped ads got going on over here? Like, he's very impressive. All the all of the physiques in all of these, including McConaughey in the first one, that dance at the end McConaughey does, my God, I think he just straight rips his entire sock off and just, he like jumps in the women and is just consumed by women. But, uh, but to get that kind of body, you know, Matt Boomer on here too, all of them, all of them have phenomenal physiques. But the thing about these guys is they are fun and cool to watch and hang out with. It feels like this is so, it's so breezy, the second movie. I really enjoy it. Um, Magic Mike number two. If you're going to watch any of the Magic Mikes, just watch the second one. The second one is what I think all of them strive to be. As a matter of fact, there is a glimpse of the second one which is um shown it through a zoom call in the third movie so let's continue on to the third movie the third movie of magic mike the last dance last dance was released in february 2023 on a budget of 45 million holy santa claus we have Definitely uh, seven times the budget of the, the first one, I believe. And we grossed only $50 million. Ooh, damn, that's like a third. Um, yeah, and so we're bringing back Soderbergh again. We have the same writers. We have the same lead. You would think that we're going to have some of the same magic. What the fuck happened? So I did discuss that you have some of the sprinkled uh you have the boys a little bit featured in uh 2015's magic mike xxl they're already talking about i'm too old for this shit all of them are like what are we going to do with our lives post uh stripping and so from there it's been seven eight years eight years since the first one or sorry the second one since xxl and 11 years sorry my math is terrible 11 years since the first one in seven years since the second one so yeah it's hard to get that kind of physique all the time i mean i think that at the point of the second movie that mcconaughey was so famous that he didn't even need to do that because he was in wolf of wall street at the same time true detective he had the lincoln commercial he's getting paid he's getting all the stuff all the uh, uh, oscar buzz and all that i think he had won his oscar at that point he was completely out of the magic mic i mean i think they had written out pettifer and they wrote out uh, AKA the kid and um, um, uh, McConaughey as well. So the third one, yeah, I said it has a little bit of a glimpse of the second movie in it, and that's only through a Zoom call. The best part of the third movie, I was looking at the tweets that people were saying were we would all agree that there was a Zoom call with the boys the Joe Manganiello, Big Dick Ricky, or Big Dick uh, Richie, and um, and uh, Matt Boomer, and uh, uh, Kevin Nash, and Adam Rodriguez, and everybody. We had everybody on the um, Zoom call, and I'm sure that Zoom call was fucking hilarious. I feel like just having a camera on those guys would be so fucking funny. They are just the biggest, goofiest motherfuckers, and they're like great shape too so they just like they're guys you want to hang out with and so 
those guys you want to hang out with are completely taken out in the third movie. This is part of the reason that I was a little bit, uh, you know, not so crazy about this movie. So the whole reason that Magic Mike was even Magic Miking, dancing, whatever, in the first movie was he wanted to open up this kind of antique furniture business like from random stuff that like washed up up from the ocean and stuff like it was like very eclectic looking uh antiques that you would have as furniture i guess and it was like i guess he was good at that i mean uh, you know he was riding a pony in the second movie like which was channing tatum's movie uh go-to song by the way um but there's just some really notable dancing in the hardware shop. So that's about all we see, I believe, of him making that, those furniture, uh, those pieces of furniture. But the the last dance just comes off as, let's just say, not nearly as hype. I don't know if there's a better, there's probably a better word to say that. But we have Salma Hayek. Uh, coming in, she's like, ah, oh, darling, I uh, don't know what to do with my life and all my money. And, you know, oh, Channing, you're over here and as a sexy bartender working at one of my events. Why don't you just come give me a $6,000 dance or something like that? It's like $6,000. He's like, holy Santa, I'm going to shake this ass. You know, like, he's like, uh, he's like, I don't really shake. You know, I, you know, he says, you know, I don't really dance anymore. I don't really dance anymore. I don't really dance anymore. Don't dance, dance, dance anymore. Don't. And then, you know, she starts, you know, got the money and, you know, he's like, I'm, I need my furniture business to keep, you know, rolling and stuff like that. And so we got the last dance and the last dance is a random ass plot. Like at least the first two make sense from a plot of like, all right, this is loosely based on uh, Magic Mike, uh, Channing Tatum's real life and the crazy shit he saw behind the scenes dealing with the, you know, the the crazy scenes, the drugs, the women, the all the stuff, the dancing. It's just it is crazy. So. The third one, he basically gives Salma Hayek a lap dance so damn good that she's like, holy shit, I need to make an investment in that ass. I mean, in that abs. And then from there, she's like, let's have Magic Mike the show. And it's like, uh, like the first dance that training gives at the beginning of the movie is pretty impressive he's still got it you know he's got that pony still riding and he got that music he's got the cinematography he got the purple on he's he's checking to make sure that you know the the foundation of the house can withstand all this uh pressure that he's about to push up on that you know and so um from there it's just like the problem is the believability that these two, uh, Magic Mike, Salma Hayek, and Salma Hayek's character would ever fall for each other. She's like the least, the least likable individual that you would ever want to hang out with. And, and I like Salma Hayek in almost everything she's in. Let me just put that out there that this is by far one of the least likable characters she's ever played and we're supposed to believe that they're like having some sort of connection and bond that is so strong and magnetic that 
They just have to go in business to each with each other. And he has like zero business plan. And she's like, you definitely know what you're doing. You definitely got the moves. You definitely can start a show in my theater that's owned by my ex-husband, I guess, or wh- whatever. It is a fucking bizarre-ass plot. I want the boys back. I'm like, what's going on here? This is not my magic mic. Get, get this out of here. And so essentially what it feels like, all right, we got to like recruit a new team. And the new team for the third movie is just completely just forgotten, underwritten. Let me tell you how underwritten they are. They are not even in the starring section on the wiki page. So they they clearly were just like, we are going to sell this on Magic Mike, uh, you know, having Channing Tatum shirtless with Salma Hayek on the poster, the final tease. The reason this is getting ridiculed all over the place is because it's not even about that. They literally give, they quote unquote, blow their load at the beginning of the movie, which I kind of feel like the the last dances on most of the Magic Mike movies, I Actually, I'm not crazy about. Let me go from descending to not. It'll be the the Magic Mike pony dance at the... the, We're going to start hopping into spoilers at this point. Uh, Basically, go watch the second one. You know what to do. I I really admire the the skill that it takes to do this and the physique that you have to have to, you know, do all this. And, you know, I was in the showers... you know i was like i can't do shit i was like i'm gonna hurt myself trying to get some of these moves in so i uh i definitely admired uh you know the skill the storytelling however is superior in the second one if you're gonna watch any of them just watch the second one you've got michael strahan shows up and nearly traumatized my eyes i was like whoa i was like yo just take it easy and uh, we even got Donald Glover serenading the ladies in there and some of the men, you know, and I'm just saying the ladies are non-binary and maybe some non-binary folks in there, too. And heck, you got some people in there that just admire the skills, you know, just whoever. It's it, it's an enjoyable to see this kind of skill. Um, but I'm, I was just saying ladies because it actually did say on the page that said 73 percent of ticket sales did go to ladies. It's like, whoa, they know what to sell. But that first one making doing six million uh six million dollar budget on a 160 million dollar budget on a six million dollar budget is insane makes me think that i gotta have way more dancing in whatever my first feature is gonna be so um you gotta gotta think about that let me think anything else uh in the spoilers let's talk about the the dancing and stuff like that let's uh go into spoilers starting from the last dance going descending order so the last dance spoilers for the magic mike series first second and third movies um the third one uh the last dance it's like they hire all these young bucks that are got to try out to be on part of the magic mike squad like uns, uns. like so they actually do have a magic mike they have uh a, a broadway show i think currently in real life going and they also had the HBO Max series that had started and was canceled all in like one year. Now it's on like the Roku channel or something like that. And so it kind of feels like they're kind of doing like a take from that. And so they're doing the dancing from the three movies. So the first movie, uh, or sorry, the third movie we're going to do from the third movie. The third movie 
the guys are completely underwritten. The new guys, the new young bucks who are supposed to be like as interesting as Channing Tatum, which none of them are. None of them are even written to have any lines. I feel like they barely say anything. And at the end, they do the the pony uh, uh, go-to dance. I was like, man, y'all just stealing everything. It's like nothing about the third act dance I felt like was really that sexy except for maybe the, the rain dancing with Channing Tatum and some random like lady that he's dancing with instead of Salma Hayek. It's random as fuck. They, he just has like some sort of dancing partner who has no speak barely any speaking lines the entire movie in the third movie so when he's dancing with this lady we're like who are you dancing with and so the uh, half the time i was like man she's really good i wish she had some lines early in the movie maybe there would have been some sort of chemistry the chemistry between salma hayek and channing is just non-existent in that third movie second movie we're continuing back um and like i said the first first dance move uh, third movie, the the dancing by Channing at the beginning is all you got, all you need to see. Third, uh, sorry, second movie with uh, the road trip crew. Obviously, everyone needs to see Big Dick Richie do his dance in the gas station. That is, uh, even if you don't watch the movies, you need to watch it on gas station. Gas station. You need to watch the gas station dance on YouTube. It is uh, probably seminal television. It just gets. He's like he's. I think he's rolling on Molly and stuff like that. He's just, <laughs> he's feeling himself, feeling himself. And it feels somewhat of a timeless movie in a way, except for some of the music choices, obviously, but still a lot of fun. Um, the, the dancing all up until the very last Channing Tatum dance, who he's dancing with Amber Heard, which I don't have anything to say about Amber Heard. She's kind, she's an underwritten character in the second movie, which don't worry about her. She's, she's kind of in, she's out. She's not important. Um, the, the dance that he's doing is just like whoa like he's straight up just humping her in front of like the middle of a stage and i thought the entire ending of the second movie with all of the guys having like their individual dances i didn't i wasn't crazy about any of the individual dances i just felt like the staging of it felt a little bit weird like they're all like showcased it's like all right showcase manganello showcase nash showcase uh, Channing Tatum with like this other guy dancing like Channing Tatum who had no speaking lines the entire movie except for like one little dance at the, in the middle like the the relatability of the two people that were dancing I wish it was like oh we knew who he's dancing with is the other guy that was dancing with this girl like who are they what was going on there I didn't even I didn't know the other two people and I barely cared about Amber Heard so it kind of made me not care as much about that little third act but that's just like the third act of the second movie of course everything's subjective um you know just if 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 you liked it you liked it totally totally but I loved the rest of the dancing in the second movie the first movie the first movie has almost raw nasty clips like they are just like hip thrusting like mcconaughey's in your face with his crotch like wearing crop tops next to nothing over the majority of the uh film it's just like raunchy nastiness when when uh channing tatum is is like in there and just uh, it's just like and it feels just like almost animal planet like just how Soderbergh just has the camera just looking at the uh the it, it always is just women in the crowd 
And they're all like, yeah, just like going crazy and shit like that. And they're just like, like hungry. Like they're about to like consume the guys like, like zombies. And I was just like, this is insane. This is insanity. I don't know what to do with all this. I was like, it's, it's making, uh, the talents look greater, but almost to the point where, you know, it's just like, it's tearing them apart. You see fucking, uh, McConaughey just jumping into a crowd of women, ripping everything off and just like, yeah, like being consumed. It's like, ah, literally they're just like consuming him at the end. And I don't know, just, uh, you know, the things they'll do for, you'll do for money and stuff like that. I, I, the more I think about it, it's just like, what is the difference in someone dancing on a pole and not touching you, but still tantalizing you versus dancing on you and actually tantalizing you or, you know, physically touching you, not, you know, actually tantalizing, but, you know, what, you know, what is the technical difference between they're just physically touching you? It's like, get your money, whatever way, as long as everyone's happy on both ends. Um, that's, that's kind of my two cents. So the second, the first, sorry, the first movie, um, is yeah it's raw it's nasty we see alex pettifer get addicted to drugs in the in that movie and it is his sister is like what the fuck are you doing it's like you can see this definitely there's way more like uh down to earth scenes and stuff like that we just have like the camera feels like it's just like like looking very slowly with no music uh, of just Channing Tatum just with uh, on a date on on the boardwalk or something like that like walking very slow many times I felt like I was watching a music video in the first one I was like this definitely feels like a music video but there's no music going on it's very um like I kept saying documentary like but it was uh it, the first one is an interesting experience and a lot of it feels like it has to do with the sound because it feels like the the camera's sound is not like mic. It feels like sometimes it's not mic'd up next to Channing Tatum or anything like that. It feels almost like we are a person and the sound we're hearing is because they're close to us or not close to us. Like the directionality of the sound is so much a part of the movie. So I just wanted to point that out. I noticed that the most in the first one. So yeah, that's kind of my Magic Mike little Uns Uns trilogy review. Again, for the full review, the Patreons have it. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Go to Luckdaw Podcast for all the social media links. Of course, they're in the description. We are on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Twitch, on all of your favorite podcast providers. CastBox, TuneIn. You can listen on your um amazon device through tune in as well say i want to listen to like a podcast so be sure to do all of the like a podcast links subscribe five stars you know what to do five stars on apple itunes is going to help us get on rotten tomatoes get us over a thousand followers sorry a thousand subscribers on youtube and we'll be getting uh, monetization for our videos in our content and we'll be able to provide a way way more content like this so if you like this let me know in the comments let me know on soundcloud again everyone that's uh, uh on soundcloud be sure to like subscribe whatever you do on there repost retweet whatever the, whatever there's so many different things you got to do these days but you know what to do look at our podcast
Eins, eins, eins. Eins, eins, eins. Ride it, that pony. Saddle, waiting. Ride it, pony. <laughs>